1: Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Rob Litterst here with Sarah Friedman and John Weigel, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. AI has been an absolute wrecking ball of content and today is no different, but instead of talking about Sam Altman or speculating on the future of open AI, we're gonna talk about one of the more wholesome applications for AI that's gaining steam dealing with grief. There's a whole new crop of startups that are arising to use AI to help humans deal with grief, which honestly is one of the biggest challenges that we face in our lifetimes. We're going to dig into that shortly, but before we do, let's catch up on everything else that's making headlines in the world of business and tech. First up, beginning on Friday, Google will start deleting accounts that have been inactive for at least two years. The policy, which was announced in May, is meant to prevent security risks as older accounts are more likely to rely on recycled passwords. So thank you, Google. Next up, we've got some bad news for X, or Twitter as it was formerly known. Paris Mayor Anne Hidalgo announced her exit from the platform, decrying it as a gigantic global sewer and a tool for destroying our democracies. Which, in fairness, describes social media in general, not just X. John, do you have thoughts on this?
0: Yeah. In what is just another hit from Europe to big tech? Yeah. Honestly, Europe is just smashing it right now with these tech companies. As we've reported months ago, Europe's regulations and the EU regulations were a big reason that the iPhone had to switch to a USB C port at the bottom. They're also a big reason that Apple has to input red receipts for Android phones now. And they're also a reason why Meta might offer subscribers for Meta platforms in the EU to not see ads anymore. So Europe is just, I don't know what they're doing over there, but they're tearing it up right now. It's great to see, Rob. Europe
1: gives zero f***s about American tech companies. And I support it, honestly. I mean, making Apple adopt the USB, I 100% support that. Moving on, Bumble and Match are suspending ads from Instagram after a Wall Street Journal investigation found they appeared beside explicit content. Meta said that the Wall Street Journal's manufactured experience is not something average users see. Hmm. Amazon will be 2023's biggest US shipper with 5.9 billion packages delivered. To put that into context, last year UPS delivered 5.3 billion packages while FedEx delivered 3.3 billion both of which expect to fall short of those numbers this year. It never ceases to amaze me how much Amazon has built from a logistical standpoint. Today, I ordered two different things from Amazon earlier this morning. Both of them are getting delivered today. It's insane how fast they can deliver things.
0: You know, I honestly kind of hate it (laughs) because I used to forget about my packages and then they would come and it would be like a nice present that I forgot about, right? But now it's just like status quo. I just get them immediately. Convenience is terrible. (laughs) crazy. I will say that over the past few years, it's been pretty insane to see the amount that Amazon has stepped up in the delivery space. I see those gray Amazon vans everywhere now. And I live in New York City and they're just all over right now. I barely see a UPS truck ever around these parts.
1: For all the parents out there, Bye Bye Baby is back. Bye Bye Baby returning with 11 reopened stores following parent company Bed Bath & Beyond's bankruptcy earlier this year and has plans to open over 100 new ones over the next three years, which kind of seems like a lot. I don't know how you go from zero to 11 then to over 100, but I'm not going to sit here and hate on Bye Bye Baby. You keep going, guys. Next up in the world of entertainment, Jennifer Lopez announced the upcoming release of her album, This Is Me Now, and an accompanying film, This Is Me Now, the film. It will play on Prime Video. I could totally see this crushing. I think she's taking a page out of Taylor Swift's book, which absolutely crushed on Netflix. So we'll see how this does for Amazon. And last but not least, drum roll, please. Merriam-Webster announced the word of the year for 2023, and it is authentic. Sarah, John, does this surprise you at all?
2: No, I think this definitely tracks. I feel like we see this word constantly, especially on social media. And we've talked about before how Gen Z, I think, prioritizes authenticity. It's what they want from influencers. It's what they want from brands. So this is not surprising to me. It makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of brands, a lot of influencers being described as real and authentic. And what is more real and authentic than being told that it is real and authentic (laughs) at the same time? (laughs)
1: All right. Moving on. The big story today is grief tech. It is a new term describing companies that are essentially using AI to help people deal with grief. Sarah, you did a deep dive into this, and it seems like there are some kind of ethical implications that come with it. But generally, I think from my perspective, it seems like kind of a wholesome application of AI technology. People have a really hard time dealing with loss. And honestly, anything that can help, I think, should be considered. So tell us more about what's going on with grief tech and some of the startups that are arising here to help people deal with loss.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say it's wholesome because I'm finding that this is kind of polarizing so far. So we can get to that at the end. But some people find this very creepy and not wholesome at all. So I'll note that. But yeah, it's essentially using generative AI for, they're calling these ghost bots, but it's just chat bots and video applications as we know it in different forms. So some startups, there's one called Replica, and they let users create avatars that resemble loved ones who have passed away. And you can text them, call, do video calls, where it gets (laughs) a little trickier or creepier, depending on how you feel about it, is there are a handful of other startups like Hereafter AI or StoryFile, and they let people record while they're still alive and capture their appearances, their voices. They can basically sit down and do interview questions. And so then when they pass away, their loved ones can interact with their personas after they've died, and ask chatbots and video bots questions and have conversations. So it's essentially like you will never you know, pass away in some form online. But depending on who you are, this could be really comforting or really scary.
1: I feel like it's kind of an extension of like when you save voicemails from people, knowing that you want to keep them long after they're around. If you can design AI that can replicate that or can kind of learn on that, I think placebo effects are super, super powerful. And this is almost like a placebo effect there that can help people kind of move on. I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I just being crazy here?
0: I just think it's genuinely one of the more interesting applications of AI technology that I've heard so far. But like all other applications of AI technology, I'm usually left wondering, do we need this? I'm not sure, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure about the ethics of this whole thing and the kind of implications that that leaves for human psychology after death.
2: Yeah, I think there's a bunch of concerns here. One is for the user I think mental health professionals are already kind of weighing in on this, saying that there's some risk for dependency and you're essentially avoiding grieving and mourning if you never have to lose people. So that could actually be an issue because it lets you just stay in denial. So it might feel better, but it long-term might not be healthy. And then of course we have ethical conversations, which we've already been having. This was big around Anthony Bourdain's movie. They used his voice to read a letter that he wrote but he had never actually said out loud. So what are the ethics around bringing the deceased to life? Many of these services, people are choosing to record while they're still alive. So, of course, in that case, they've given their consent. But once we make this widely available, like we know that it won't always be so cut and dry. So what are the ramifications there? And there's definitely concern about post-mortem publicity rights for celebrities. And I think as this becomes more common, there will also be concerns for regular people. Yeah, that's totally fair.
1: And I mean, I'm thinking about it through this narrow lens of like losing a loved one and trying to cope with that. But there are obviously so many downstream implications of what could come from this. I could totally see why people debate the ethics of it and what some of the arguments are there.
0: Yeah. What I want to know is from either of you, would you give consent for this kind of thing? Would you participate in this kind of thing to leave behind a piece of yourself or would you be kind of against it?
2: I think I would. I think if it was comforting to my loved ones, I don't know. I don't see any harm in it. I'm not a celebrity. I don't think anyone needs my like. Right? with that Twitter account. <laughs> okay, so yeah, a f- hundred more followers and then maybe I'll change my mind.
0: So they will be able to make the Hustle Daily show 100 years from now. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I think I would too. Yeah. It also kind of seems like this is part of a bigger trend. I feel like we've written so many stories over the last couple of years around death tech and kind of evolving how we cope with loss.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think to me, there was a lot of stigma around death still, which is funny because we all die. But I don't know, it was just this very old school thing still and kind of untouched. And you did it a certain way. And now there are so many startups Doing really interesting things. There are startups that turn ashes into everything from diamonds and jewelry to vinyl records. There are a bunch of startups that deal with how you're buried or decomposed if you want to turn into a tree, that type of thing. Or there are even startups that are starting with cryopreservation. Should we have the science in the future to bring people back to life? So there's just a lot of stuff happening in the death care space. And I think it's a natural progression that. We're experimenting with how AI fits into that now.
1: I cannot think about cryopreservation without thinking about Dr. Evil <laughs> and Austin Powers.
0: Is literally thinking the same exact thing just now. Right? I mean, they should get him as a spokesperson if they're trying to develop the technology. That is fascinating
1: that that's actually like coming to reality now. That is absolutely insane. Before we go, I feel like now that we've mentioned all of these different things that you can do now, when you guys pass away, what do you want to turn into? <laughs>
2: This is the darkest (laughs) podcast episode we've ever done. What do you want to be when you die? (laughs) I'm going to go with a rock. Parting stone makes these very smooth worry stones. They're like, you know, can be carried in a pocket by a loved one. Just a humble, easy (laughs) relic. And yeah, I'll come back as a rock. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Love it. That's a good one. I like rock. I feel like maybe like ash or sand is fine. Something like grainy and small that could easily be distributed in a place. Like I don't know. Yeah. Don't keep me around the house. <laughs> Put me somewhere. I
1: like the idea of recompose where you can essentially be like planted like soil and grow into a tree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's something where like yes. years down the road, if your kid takes acid by that tree, like maybe they'll see you or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> We're going into some crazy fringy territory here, but- who knows?
0: That's kind of beautiful, Rob. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's a poetic way
1: to go.
2: Yeah. yeah. I love that. For that, you could also be the vinyl record yeah. would work for that yeah. as well.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is so
1: true.
2: On that note.
1: <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go get yourself signed up at the hustle.co slash email. Have a terrific Tuesday and we will see you
0: tomorrow.